The message you're about to listen to is a recording from God's favorite house. It is our prayer that you listen, your life will be transformed, and you will be taken to greater heights in your walk with Jesus. Amen. God bless you as you listen to this message. Hallelujah. Good morning, everybody. Um, today we are learning a series on words to live by, and we are in the seventh part of words to live by. That is words to live by, part seven. Hallelujah. So we are looking at today the words that only Jesus could have spoken, you know, and obviously that is a word to live by, the words only Jesus could have, have spoken. And we explained that when we have an experience with God, like, like Peter, James, and John did, we, on the Mount of Transfiguration, when we have an experience with God, we are to relish it, we are to be grateful for it, we are to document it, but we are to move on. You see, God doesn't want us to pitch our tents around experiences. God wants us to pitch our tent around the word, on the word, on the word of God. So there was a voice from heaven that said to Peter, this is my beloved son, Jesus, the living word of God. In him, I am well pleased. Hear he, him. Listen to him. Listen to him. So what only Jesus can say, there are a couple of them in the Bible, that when you, when you hear those statements, you're like, only Jesus could have made this statement. Only Jesus could have made this statement. But you see, the truth is that every word that Jesus speaks, they are words to live by. I was saying words to live by. So we have people wanting to live the best life possible. We, we, we have people that desire, and it's a good desire, the world desires it. Believers desire it. And it's neutral. There's nothing wrong with it. But this morning, God is saying to you and I that the best life ever, the best life ever is a life lived with and for Jesus. The best life ever is the life lived with and for Jesus. So we'll be contemplating and sharing from John chapter 10, which began with a conversation of Jesus with the Pharisees, and, and Jesus was messing with their minds, you know. I mean, it, I'm not sure I set out to do it, but that was what was going on. And, they, and he was saying to them that everything that you have experienced up until now, up until me, forget about it. I have come to establish a new order. You can't come to God without me. And he was, you know, saying a whole lot of things. Being the shepherd, nobody else can come to the sheep. He himself is the gate, you know. And he was explaining a whole lot of things. And, and they must have been confused. Confused in the sense that it ran straight against everything that 
day that they believed. In John 10, from verse 7, John 10, 7, this, this is the text that is our anchor today. It's so, so powerful. John 10, 7 to 10 says, Therefore, Jesus said again. Now, let's pause there for, for, for a bit. Jesus said again. Jesus said again. You know, the again there signifies that Jesus is saying to them, don't miss this. This is everything. Jesus is saying, I am repeating myself, not necessarily the same words, but the same concept. I'm repeating myself. Don't miss this. Don't miss this. And Jesus said to them again, very truly. And that also paints a different, uh, puts a different depth of emphasis on it. So he said again, so which means don't miss this. Then how, what did he say? How did he, how did he put it? He said, Verily, verily, <laughs> you know, he said, he said again, and he said it repeatedly, he said, very truly, very truly, I tell you. So what is about to come next? Are words to live by. Very truly, I tell you. He says, I am the gate for the sheep. Woo. All who have Come before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep have not listened to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. They will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only. Now, pay attention to this. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. Since I have come that they may have what? Have life. And how should they have this life? Have it to the full. Jesus is saying, I have come that they may have life. I mean, if all he did was to give us life and this life would have been enough. I've come that they may have life, but not just have life. He says, I have come that they may have life to the full. They may have life to the full. They may have what is called abundant life. Everybody say abundant life. Life, yafu, yafu, if you will. Abundant life. Now, like, like, like I said, if Jesus just came to give us life, that would be more than enough because if, if we, we had death, he came to give us life. Now, Jesus did not come to make us better. Jesus did not say, oh, you are badly behaved. I'm going to give you 10 steps to be better behaved. Jesus has not come to make us better. Jesus did not come to make bad people good. Jesus came to make dead people alive. Hallelujah. Jesus has come to give us life. And he's saying that this life that I'm giving you, I'm giving you this life abundantly. To the full. Abundantly. Abundantly. Now, in this passage of scripture, we see two pictures 
and one promise. Two pictures and one promise. The first picture is, 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 is this. Jesus saying, this is the picture of Jesus. He's saying, this is who I am. This is who I am. This is why I came. I am the door. I am the way. This is why I came. I'm the shepherd. This is who I came for. I came for my sheep. That's the first picture of Jesus. The second picture we see is the picture of the thief. Now, the thief is anything or anyone that wants to lead us astray from the voice of Jesus. That's, that's the thief. The thief is anything or anyone that wants to lead us astray from the voice of Jesus. The end result is usually theft, death, or destruction. I pray in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth that God himself will shield you from the thief in the mighty name of Jesus, whatever that represents in your life. Now, that's the picture, two pictures and one promise. The, that's, those are the two pictures. One promise, the promise there is this, Jesus promises life to the full. And, and, and that is, whew, only Jesus can make that promise. Only Jesus can say, I am giving you abundant life. Only him. Only him. Think about it. Think about it. Only Jesus can make such an amazing promise. Life to the full. Life not to be managed. Life to the full. So the concept of life, when life comes from God, it's, it's, it's eternal life. So the concept of eternal life is that it's life that doesn't have an end. It's, 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 it's life that doesn't have an end. The, the life goes on and on and on. It's eternal. This life cannot be snuffed out. It, it's eternal from everlasting to everlasting. And that is the life of God. And when the Bible says, I think in Romans 8, that if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead, that spirit of life, that spirit of eternal life, if it dwells in you, that same spirit will give life to your mortal bodies. So we see that eternal life is enough, is more than enough for us. But guess what? Jesus did not just come to give us eternal life. Jesus came to give us abundant life. Everybody say abundant life. Jesus came to give us abundant life. Life from everlasting to everlasting. Life in excess. Life that is not rationed. Life that is not to be managed. That is abundant. I pray in the name of Jesus that everything that represents death in your life will be eradicated by the abundant life that Jesus offers you in the mighty name of Jesus. So Jesus promises life to the full. Now, the NLT puts it this way. The NLT says, my purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. Jesus' purpose is to give us a rich and satisfying life. Woo, that's amazing. 
That is totally amazing. Jesus' purpose is to give us a rich and a satisfying life. So if your life right now is not rich and satisfying, you need to check your connection. You need to check your connection. And I pray that God will resolve every connection issues that you have in the name of Jesus. Amplified Version says, have and enjoy life. Have it in abundance to the full till it overflows. Hallelujah. So it is not just to have it. It's to have it to the full. It's not just to have it to the full. It's to have it until it overflows. Abundant. Is it talking about abundant life? Is that it always overflows. If you, if you experience abundant life, you can't keep it to yourself because it always flows. It flows into your, your wife. It flows into your husband. It flows into your children. It flows into your environment. It flows. Abundant life always flows. So, Pastor, what's abundant life in a nutshell? Abundant life, I put it like this. It's a life filled with meaning, with purpose, with joy, and strength. All for the spirit, soul, and body that overflows into other people. So I take that again. Abundant life, a life filled with meaning, purpose, joy, and strength for the spirit, soul, and the body that overflows into other people. You will have purpose in your spirit. You will have purpose in your soul and body. You will have joy and strength and meaning in your spirit, in your soul, in your body. If your life is without meaning, is without joy, if it's without purpose, if it's without strength, abundant life you need. And I pray for you. And I speak over you that in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, your life will be filled with meaning, will be filled with purpose, will be filled with joy, will be filled with strength in the mighty name of Jesus and in such a way that it overflows into other people's lives in the mighty name of Jesus. So he, Jesus, is not promising a life where we manage this and manage that. Jesus is promising a life that is full of meaning, full of joy, full of, 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 of purpose, full of strength that overflows. And, you know, when you look at such a life, it's not necessary because you have $20 billion. It's not because you have 15 private jets. Or it's not because you have 35 houses. It's because you have abundant life. <laughs> because you can have $30 billion and not have meaning purpose, strength, and joy. You can have 35 houses and not have meaning, purpose, strength, joy that overflows into people, other people's lives. So, so Jesus, this abundant life is, is not so much promising us a life that will get everything. What, 
What do you need everything for? If you have life. When you have life, you have everything. Because you will not lack anything. It's a life that is not limited by our experiences. It's a life that, you know, it's not limited by the pain we feel. It's not limited by our plans that have not gone according to plan. <laughs> it is not limited by the fact that things around us are not perfect. It is abundant life in itself and it flows into all these areas of life. Let me give you an example. Years ago, I was in paid em employment, you know, and uh, I, I can't remember where I, precisely I was flying to. I used to travel a lot, international travel, and that was the first time I was going to experience sitting in first class. <laughs> now, you know, there's, there's, there's coach, there's economy, there's coach, you know, you know what I mean. You know, there's premium economy, there's business class, there's first class, you know, there should be, you know, if it's a full-sized plane. Now, I've never experienced first class. You just pass through and, you know, you see all the nice things that have been arrayed and just go and sit down and say to yourself, well, we are all going to land at the same time. <laughs> You know, it doesn't matter if it's first class or economy, we are landing at the same time. Hmm. Anyway, so, but <clears throat> prior to that, I, I, at the time, I, I had rent issues, I was going through some financial difficulty, you know. I had my own share of challenges. And I was in the queue, and for some reason, they called me and they said, oh, Mr. Monet, we are grading you to first class. You know, I was like, is there a catch? <laughs> but hey, I took it, went in, sat down. Guess what? Once you are in first class, they can't tell who was upgraded or who was not upgraded. <laughs> So we all sat down, you know, crossed our legs. I mean, they, they, were, they were serving us drinks before the plane took off. The blanket was like, you know, made the blanket of economy look like rags. And I was like, I used to say to myself that we all land at the same time. I said, it's a lie. We don't land. <laughs> Well, we do actually, but the truth is that the journey, the journey in first class is more enjoyable. It's more enjoyable, my brother. Uh, it's more enjoyable, my sister. In case you don't know, <laughs> you know, we used to console ourselves. We are going to land at the same time. Yes, but you are landing with cramps. You're landing with headache. You're landing with body ache. Another person is landing refreshed. He's had a shower. They brought, they brought uh, 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 a towel for us, the hostesses, change of clothes. Landing completely refreshed. 
the journey, ever say the journey, <laughs> the journey is more enjoyable. So while sitting in first class did not erase the fact that I had financial obligations, sitting in first class didn't change the fact that I have rent to pay when I get to Lagos. Sitting in first class did not mean that if, if, if I was trusting God for something, didn't mean that that thing all of a sudden vanished. Sitting in first class did not even shield me from the ups and downs of the plane, the bomb pits of the plane. If you go through turbulence, you are going through turbulence, whether you're in first class or whether you're in economy. So sitting in first class does not shield you. And that's where a lot of people get it twisted. Sitting in first class does not shield you from the bombs. Sitting in first class, believe it or not, you still arrive at the same time. <laughs> you still arrive at the same time. But guess what? It's a lovely ride. You are landing there, are no cramps. The bumps, you know. In fact, it's arguable that the, the air that is being circulated is different in first class. <laughs> so, Pastor, what are you saying? What are you saying? What I'm saying is this: while the circumstances of your life has not changed. The class of your flight can change. That is what Jesus is saying to you. Your class can change. You have been upgraded. You can be upgraded. You can change your class. Yes, you will still be in this world. There will be turmoil. There will be turbulence. There will be challenges. You will still have the ups and the downs that happen to everyone. But guess what? You don't have to fly on seats. 56B, when you can be in 1A, the ride can be lovelier. And that's what abundant life offers. It offers purpose, purpose in the midst of pain. It, it, it offers meaning, meaning, meaning in the midst of the mess. It offers joy, joy in the midst of the confusion that is in the world. Abundant life. Abundant life. Abundant life. So, Jesus is not promising a life without the ups and the downs. In spite of the ups and the downs, you can have a lovely ride. And when you have a lovely ride, it shows when you are enjoying the ride, when you are sipping the pina colada, when you are, when you are, your, when your blanket is supple, when when the air you are breathing is different, when when the food is different, it shows. Even though you are on the same turbulent ride, it shows. You see, I mean, I mean, I I, um, I have some new friends, <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, some new friends here in Dallas, you know, white guys, I mean, amazing guys, you know, and we're hanging out one day and, you know, and, 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 and one of them, very, very um, cerebral guy, you know, and very witty, you know, asked me, how old are you? You know, I smiled, I get that question a lot. So I said, okay, take a shot, you know, it was there with his wife, so I was like, okay, take a shot. They looked at themselves, and they're like, mm, you know, 
um, maybe you are 30. <laughs> the wife said, maybe 29. You know, the guy said, maybe 30, 31, max. You know, <laughs> I smiled. You know, I smiled. I said, um, I told him my age. <laughs> they were like, what? You know, how is that even possible? How is that even possible? You know, and that went on and we, we hung out a couple of times with some other friends and, you know, and all that stuff, you know, and one of them, both of them said something one day and they said to me that you make it look so easy. <laughs> you, make, you make life look, you, you make it look too easy. He says, Femi, you make it look so easy. You know, I'm like, you know, it's abundant life. You can have an enjoyable ride. And that is what Jesus has come to offer you. An enjoyable ride. Don't wait until all the problems are gone. They will never go as long as you are on this side of eternity. But you can have abundant life. So we have this idea that life will be full, life will be great, life will be abundant. If, if, it, if we had that job, if you, if you, how my life would look like if only I got, I have, I got that job. Oh, oh, if, if, if only my bank account is this robust. Oh, oh, if I had these grades as a student. Oh, oh, if I can marry that amazing man. Or if I can marry that amazing woman, oh, my life would have been great if, if I had my own home, or if I had my own house, or if I had this, or if I had that, or if I, it is a trap. Don't fall for it. Don't fall for it. Pastor, what are you saying? What I'm saying is this. Abundant life is available for you and to you now, regardless of the turbulence in your life. Heaven is saying, do you want to be upgraded? You are going to be on the flight anyway. Do you want to be upgraded? Do you want first class? Do you want an enjoyable ride? Do you want an enjoyable journey? So the world makes a lot of false promises. But this is a promise that only Jesus can make and only Jesus can keep. And he's inviting you. He's inviting you. And interestingly, if you look at that passage of scripture, he actually starts out the promise with the words, I. It says, I have come that they may have life and have it abundant to the full. I have come. In other words, I am the only one that can make this promise. I'm the only one. Jesus says, that can make this promise. I have come. Whatever you're facing, Jesus has come. Only him can make that promise. Only Jesus can make that promise. Hallelujah. So Jesus is promising a life to the full. And a life to the full, like we said, that he says that I have come to give you a rich and a satisfying life. If you cannot define your life as rich and satisfying, there's something wrong with your connection. Everyone say connection. 
something wrong with the connection. A life that is full and satisfying is a result of being connected to Jesus. A life that is full and satisfying is a result of being connected to Jesus, for being upgraded to first class, for being connected to Jesus. So you need to work on your connection today. John 15, 4 to 6, John 15, 4 to 6 says, Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Says, such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire and burned. When the branch is attached to the vine, guess what? Everything that is in the vine flows into the branch. It gets everything from the branch. It gets everything it needs. So this abundant life, if it's not flowing in your life, there's a connection issue. So it's a connection to him that fuels this promise of abundant life. So I'm sure you are saying to, to, in, in your mind already, okay, Pastor, how do I, I mean, secure my connection? Or how do I ensure my connection is tight so that, you know, abundant life can be flowing and flowing and flowing? How do I ensure? How do I ensure? How do I ensure? Three things and we are done. How do I ensure my connection is tight? Number one, a connection to Jesus is experienced by believing and receiving. Everybody say believing and receiving. Believing and receiving. Now imagine I was offered that upgrade to first class and I don't believe it. I say, hmm, these people, the wayo is too much. I cannot risk it. You know, uh, soon now they will charge my card, you know, for it. So I, there's nothing, no free lunch. I'm not taking it. You don't believe it. You cannot, you cannot experience it. Or you, or, you, or you believe it, but you don't receive it. You don't receive it. You, didn't, you don't receive the upgrade. You didn't take the, 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 the step to go forward. You didn't, you know. You're like, you're ashamed. Oh, I mean, I'm even, I'm not wearing I'm a designer shirt. I mean, some people are so amazing. So, so, so amazing. Do you know, do you know that it never even crossed my mind the shirt I was wearing? Do you know some people will, will, will struggle because they are not wearing a designer shirt so they can't sit in first class? Who, who says? If God has deemed it fit for you to be in first class, that shirt has become designer. <laughs> you know, go sit there. Receive it. Receive it. So if you don't have a personal relationship with Jesus today, I'm saying to you, only Jesus can save. Receive him. Receive Jesus. John 1.12 says to us, John 1.12 says, Yet to all will receive him. To all will receive him. To those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become 
children of God. Hallelujah. Woof. So our connection begins by believing and receiving. Our connection begins by believing and receiving. John 10, 9, 10 says to us, I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. They will come in and out and find pasture. Since the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy, I have come that they might have life and have it to the full. The gate is opening to you today. Believe him and receive him. So the first thing to secure your connection to Jesus is believing and receiving. The second thing to secure your connection to Jesus, another way to deepen your connection with Jesus is in addition to believing and receiving is trusting and obeying. Trusting and obeying. Trust and obey. For there's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. When we walk with the Lord in the light of his words, what a glory he sheds on our way while we do his good will. He abides with us still and with all who will trust and obey. Trust and obey. For there's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. To trust and obey. Trust and obey. What is God prodding you to do? Trust Him and obey Him. Who is God breathing upon your heart to forgive, trust, and obey? What has God led you to give, trust, and obey? In what direction has God led you to go, trust, and obey? For some of you, God has not told you to go anywhere. God has told you to stay, trust, and obey. That's how to work with God. That's how to work with God. That's how to deepen your, your, your connection. You know, my friends, like I said, said to, to me, you know, after, you know, we've been friends for, for a few weeks, and they said to me that you make, you make it look too easy. <laughs> I'm like, it's not, I, I'm not even struggling to make anything look easy or not. I'm just following God. Trust and obey. Trust and obey. God it's God's will for you to eat healthy. Trust and obey. Eat them vegetables, my friend. <laughs> Trust and obey. Just eat it healthy. Eat, stop eating food that will kill your body. It's God's will for you to exercise and exercise. Trust and obey. It's God's will for you to do morning devotion. Trust and obey. It's God's will for you to pray and fast. Trust and obey. God's voice has spoken to you to take a step. Trust and obey. John 10, 3 
to fall, he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. Since when he has brought out all his own, he goes on ahead of them and his sheep follow him because they know his voice. Now, you know, if, if you don't know God's voice, you can't follow it. You can't, you can't obey a voice you don't know. So the first thing is to know God's voice. We have a lot of programs that can help you in that direction. NCR, New Creation Reality, sign up for New Creation Reality. Do the journey. Learn God's voice. Learn God's voice. Then that's one. The, once you know God's voice, or you are learning God's voice, the more you obey God's voice, the more clearer God's voice becomes to you. And strangely, there are people, you know, and I pray in the name of Jesus that you will not be one of this, one of such that know God's voice. And I've, I've heard such people say to me, "Oh, I know this is what God is saying, eh, but I'm not agreeing. I'm going to go in the other direction." I'm like, "Ha! Are you a sheep or a goat? Are you a sheep or a goat? Hear His voice and follow Him, and follow Him." And they say it with such defiance and foolishness. Oh, I, I know this is what God is saying, but I'm going to go the other way. I'm like, then you're a goat. You're not a sheep. So ask your neighbor, sheep or goat? Just say sheep or goat. <laughs> you know, if that one is frowning, ask another person, sheep or goat? <laughs> Get a response. I hope it is sheep. So my connection with Jesus is deepened by believing and receiving. Number two, by trusting and obeying. Number three, by loving and serving. Loving and serving. Loving and serving. First John 4, 19. First John 4, 19, amazing. It says, we love because he first loved us. We love because he first loved us. Your connection with Jesus deepens when you love and you serve others. When you love and you serve others. You know, coming to church is not just, I mean, coming to church. Coming to church is great. You Great worship, great word, but you need to serve. You need to serve out of love. You need to love people. You need to join a unit. You cannot love people you are not connected to. You need to connect to a unit. You need to love you need to serve. So, because when we love and serve his people, it, that deepens our connection with him. When you love and serve God's people, you want, to be, you want to be tight with Jesus. Love and serve his people. That's, 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 I'm giving you some, some serious secret here. Love and serve God's people. You want to be tight with God, love and serve God's people. Love and serve God's people. So because you will discover that the, the moment where life is fullest aren't connected to the things we have achieved. The moment life is fullest are not connected to the stuff we have collected. It is linked to our connection with Christ. The moment that our lives are fullest are when we are, we are believing and receiving when we are trusting and obeying, when we are loving and serving, 
when the, the abundant life of Christ is flowing through us. And like we said, that the, the best life ever is a life lived with and for Jesus. It's a life lived with and for Jesus. So what is your step? Or which part of these three are you to strengthen? Is it believing or receiving? Is it trusting or obeying? Is it loving or serving? What is your step? Pastor, I need to love and serve more. When the RP comes, he's going to pray with you and give you practical steps to take. Pastor, mine is I need to trust and obey more. Trust him. Take this step. Or yours could be I need to believe and receive him. I'm saying to you today, only Jesus can save. Hallelujah. Only Jesus can save. Hallelujah. Only Jesus can save. Oh, hallelujah. Only Jesus can save. Hallelujah. There is no other way. Oh, my brother. Only Jesus can save. Hallelujah. There is no other way. Oh, my sister. Only Jesus can save. Hallelujah. Only Jesus can save. You are there, you are like pastor. I want to give my life to him. Only Jesus can save. Wherever you are in the auditorium, wherever you are online, that is me, pastor. Wherever you are, put up your hand now over your head. Put it up. Shoot up that hand over your head. Even if you are online, put it up. God sees you. I'm going to turn it over to the RP right now.